This is an AMI podcast. Hey, welcome along to episode 13 of Double Tap for Saturday, the 17th of September, 2022. It's me, it's Mark, it's the weekend, and I've got nothing. Because, to be honest, it's all been about Apple. You're listening to Double Tap, the weekend edition, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo. Hey, Mark Aflalo, how are you? I, I am good. I, uh, You know, for those of you guys listening, uh, we actually record this video-wise. So that if we have we say something brilliant, which we happen to do every five seconds, <laughs> we could put it on we could put it online on the social media and all that fun stuff. And uh, and I noticed today that you have really cool graphics. I'm guessing that uh, we finally got around, <laughs> we finally got the budget to actually make this seem like it's a great TV show for us on the audio. On yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. the best looking radio show ever. I tell you, this is the most beautiful radio show ever made. Uh, hi, how are you? How was hi. how was New York I, last week? You were going to New York, right? Uh, oh boy, I didn't tell you about that story, did I? Oh, I know why I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you because I had you filling in for me to do some stuff, and I didn't want you to not do it because I still wanted the time. Here's what happened. <laughs> so I was supposed to go to New York. Oh yeah, with that's the wife. a point. Yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, we well, yeah for him. So I was supposed to go to New York with the wife um, on Saturday morning. We're going to go Saturday morning, first flight out. And come back Sunday night, just to okay. just kind of get away for a couple of days, reset our brains away from kids and stuff like that. And uh, so Friday morning happens, and I have to go back two weeks. I apologize for the story, but I go back two weeks because there was a day I have a generator in my house, and the generator turned on. I'm like, what's what's going on? It's like eight o'clock at night. My generator turns on, so I call my electrician, and I'm like, why would it turn on? And I can't. The power is fine. He goes, okay, we'll go do the switch, pull the switch, and the power went off. I'm like, okay, wait, something's going on here. Obviously, the generator went on for a, a legitimate reason. So he's like, listen, leave the generator on, which, by the way, the neighbors love, um, and uh, I'll come tomorrow morning. So he comes in the morning. We find out that there's in, in most homes, you have two lines that go into your house. You've got your regular 110 here in North America and your 240 for your big appliances, your stove, your oven and all that stuff. Okay. The 240 was coming in at 40. So clearly there was something going on in the line. He's like, well, did you pay your bill? I'm like, of course I paid my bill. I'm logging into my app to make sure the bills are paid. <laughs> and so bills are all paid. So we, we call Hydro-Quebec, which is the company that manages our energy, and they're like, okay, well, you've ruled out your house, so we'll send a team over. A team comes over. They're not even allowed to speak to me. They just said someone's going to come change your meter in a couple of weeks. Okay. I think nothing of it. So in the meantime, and, and, and I didn't even know about this, but instead of the meter, they put these two jumpers in to keep electricity going to my house. Great. Whatever. I didn't even notice it. So fast forward to last Friday um, and the uh, guy shows up to change the meter. He comes and rings the doorbell. He goes, what are you doing in your house that's consuming more power? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, this is getting really hot and this thing was melted. Clearly, you're using more power than you should. I'm like, I haven't changed anything here in two years. What well, melted? Changed. The jumper, the jumper they used, there was plastic on it. It melted. It like got that okay. hot. That's not so good. I'm like, okay, well that's that seems interesting. I'm like, well, I'm not I'm not growing marijuana in my basement or anything like that. So uh, honest golf. Clearly, yeah. I, so I have nothing going on. Nothing changed. He's like, well, you know, there's something going on. I'm like, okay, well, great, but it's not me. So he's he's like, okay, we call my electrician. My electrician says I can come at six. He goes, no, he needs to come before six because we're going to come cut your power if you can't find out what the problem is. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks for that threat. So fast forward, electrician comes, uh, generator's on. We leave the generator on. The electrician comes and he, he sees the same thing and we measure everything inside the house and no, we're not consuming more than we should. We're at 100 amps instead of the max of 200. And so we rule out the fact that it's it's my house and we finally figure out the, the box itself that connects the outside electrical line to the inside of the house. Something's wrong with that box. And he can't get the piece till Monday. So we're going to have to sit on the generator all weekend. Now, my mother-in-law, God bless her, elderly woman, she was going to stay with the kids. Not that my kids are very labor intensive. We have to do much with them. But in case of emergency, she's not the woman you want to try and get your dog and your kids out of the house. <laughs> Okay. Thankfully, she does not, thankfully, she does not listen to the show. Um, so we <laughs> we decide we decide uh, really annoyingly to cancel the trip to New York. Aww. And uh, so we didn't end up going. Um, we didn't end up buying anything. It's unfortunate. And uh, we will reschedule that for another weekend where I hopefully won't have to make you pick up the slack. Well, I will say, though, you save some money. 
Uh, although actually you didn't because you had to then spend a fortune to get electrical work done. So I haven't got the bill for that yet, so I have no clue what that's going to run me. What you have to either. think about, here's the positive, right? You've got to think about the positives yeah. in every situation in life. Here's the thing you should look at. Well, hang on, hang on. Was, hang it, on, cheaper, you, uh, was it cheaper to go to New York or cheaper I don't to know stay yet. and get an electrical bill? I don't know. That's the thing. I have no <laughs> idea because here, here's the other part of the story, which is, so he said, I can't, I can't do anything till Monday. I'm like, okay, this is great. My neighbors are going to love me this weekend. I ended up calling another electrician friend of mine. I'm like, listen, do you have the parts? He's like, yeah. He goes, I can probably come tomorrow if it's an emergency call. I'm like, okay. He goes, you know what? Let me come by and take a look. So he comes by at like 9 p.m. after her kids are in bed. He's like, yeah, I got the parts. You know, do you mind if I do it now? I'm like, no. So he's like, I'll be back in a half hour. So he comes back at like 10 o'clock at night. I'm out there with him holding the flashlight, and uh, he fixed it. He fixed the whole thing on, on Friday night. Brilliant. So we could have gone to New York. I mean, I, I wouldn't have known that it would have been fixed, but uh, he fixed it. So that's the positive other than the fact that it might have been cheaper to stay home than to go to New York. So. Yeah, that's Who my knows? week. Uh, sounds like an absolute joy. Well, you and Sean Priest, sadly, Sean's not with us today because he, he takes Saturday off. I don't know what that's about. I think he's yeah, slacking, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, so he is in the same position. He had a, a blowout at his oh. house and not in a good way. He um, he lost all the power to the shed. The shed was almost oh, a wreck. At, uh, at, I think on Thursday's show, we lost most of uh, half of, the, of that you know, him uh, on the show because he, he just Did it happen during the show? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely hilarious. You've got to go back and listen oh, to it. Oh, my God. It was so funny listening to him. His his mixing desk came back, but it was like 100 times the volume. So oh, I'm now God. hearing impaired. Thanks for that, Sean. And, uh, yeah, it was great fun. So, yeah, I've, 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 I've been feeling alone this week, I'll be honest. I haven't had oh, any I'm power sorry. problems yet, so I, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, you, oh, that's why you're feeling alone, not yeah. because we haven't provided enough companionship. Okay, I understand. <laughs> well, that's well. Yeah. We've, we've got lots going on. You know, uh, earlier this week, I must mention, we hosted a a watch party, did a, a live stream. We live streamed. Don't I know? It's screwed our up. My first week. episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we live streamed the first episode of season five of Double Tap TV, and the reason I bring this up is because to the left of me. I have one of these water bottles that we were giving away. We we got these cool 500 mil um, water bottles that uh, we gave away to people who were joining us on the live stream. I've got a couple left over. Oh. And they, they're they really nice. They're white. They've got the Double Tap TV logo on it. It says Season 5, 2022. Your signature, my signature, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and the AMI-TV logo. I love these water bottles because they keep things cold for days. No joke. Like, I put ice on them, and the ice will still be frozen a day and a half later. It's insane. Um, that don't forget said, that. There are signatures on there. That alone is worth, I don't know, millions, potentially. Well, Canadian and this is a limited dollars. run. There there yeah. are 50 of these there you go. Um, that were made. Um, I'm keeping one. My kids are going to have a couple. Um, but they're limited edition. And if you want to get in touch with us, feedback at doubletaponair.com, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Email us. you got to give us some meat. Like, give us something we can read on the air. If you want to really get some points, we're working on an Ask Us Anything version of our TV show in a couple months. We want people to send in video questions. Please. Any tech question. Any tech questions. Just take your phone, hit record, and email us that to feedback at doubletaponair.com. You do that, I will personally pack this up and send it to you this water bottle, um, again, limited, so you get your questions in before everybody else does. But you send me a video one, and you'll get it. If it's just written, I'm not sure I'm going to be compelled to go through the effort of packing it and posting it and, and paying for all that. I don't know. I don't know. Video, 100%. Wow. Not even a question. He's, he's some if it's audio or if it's just written, I'm just not into it. We don't have any standards during the week. Honestly, Mark comes along the weekend. Standards? The whole thing changes. No, no, no. Weekend. This is the weekend. I'm, I'm here on my weekend taking time away yep. from my family. No way this is recorded any any other day. And, prior. And not at all. And not that uh, you're loving it at all. You you hate this. I know you No, do. I hate this. I hate this. This is like work for me. Exactly. This is like this is extremely hard. Like coming up with things to talk about is just it's horrible. What have you bought this week? What have I bought this week? Wow. <laughs> uh well you know as we as we have this show, uh, obviously it's a Saturday, it's very uh uh, you know, busy Saturday as it is. Uh, I haven't gotten to my post box yet, which I believe does have a shiny iPhone 14 Pro sitting there. Um, but I haven't gotten really? to it. Really? It's sitting there now? Yes. It's, it's sitting there and now. You haven't and gone. I'm talking to you. What can I, I can't leave the show. Stephen, I have, I have UPS tracking going on on my phone <laughs> currently. 
to see when things are going to be delivered. I have lots of packages being delivered today. I don't know what's in any of them. Wow. Any of them. I don't know what's in any of them. Anything but from I can Apple? Tell you that if, well, yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff oh, from Apple. Nice. And I, I'm going to tell you that if something pops up that says delivered, you're, you're going to be in that there. same shed situation like like Sean mm. on, on Thursday. Okay, left alone. You're going to be talking to yourself. Yep. You're going to hear, <laughs> Mark, Mark, where did Mark go? Exactly. Yeah, that's what's what going to happen. So, no, it's uh, good. so you I, haven't been to your post box, but I, I know you've bought but, stuff. But here's the thing that gets me, right? So during the week on Thursday, I get a parcel from Apple uh, that I've purchased, um, and it's the case for the iPhone 14 Pro. Oh, that's always happened to me. I got so excited that it came early, right? So, so much of a tease. And you know, it's funny because Sean and I were talking about this during the week and he was suggesting it's like a reverse strip tease. So they've sent me the jacket. (laughs) (laughs) And the body comes later. Um, So yeah, it's going to be great. Um, But looking forward to getting my hands on this. But yeah, currently I can hold the case of an iPhone 14 Pro, but nothing in it at the moment. So we'll get that that result. That happened to me a couple of years ago when they first introduced this new form factor. And I was so excited because mm. I could hold it and I could feel what it was going to be like in my hands. And then the next, I got a question for you because a lot of people ask me this, and I know I know you're getting the same questions, which is, should is this a worthy upgrade? Should I get this phone? What yeah. do you, what do you tell people? Because my response is always about the camera, and it's yeah, so funny right. how we're now talking cameras, right? So I'm like, if you use this as a camera to capture your family or whatever, then of course the next generation is going to be a better camera. Get the phone if if you got the money to spend. But it's it's a lot of. We're almost at two thousand dollars Canadian when we buy these phones. If you want it yeah, with Apple expensive. storage, it's expensive. And that's the, that's exactly that's the point though. The storage, right? Because if you think about the base price level, you think, well, actually, okay, yeah, fair enough. That's not too bad. As soon as you start going up from two five six gig or one two eight gig into say five twelve or even a terabyte, that price just jumps up, and yeah. that's something that really puts people off. It, put, it didn't put me off. I got the five twelve gig because I thought, look, I'm going to be recording oh some 4K video on this. So, you know, and I don't delete anything. I delete nothing. My podcast app had to be deleted from my iPhone because it was taking up so much space. I delete oh nothing. God. No, I don't do 512 because I've looked at my current phone. And if I look at my current phone, Alan, we'll do, let's do it now. Let's look at our phones. Everybody look, look at, at our phones. phones. Hit, hit general hit about just, it's settings. It's complaining already. Um, That's why I'm buying a new so phone. I'm buying, I'm buying an extension phone. That's what I need. So here's the thing. I've got a 512 gig capacity on this phone. I know why. I didn't. They sent me this phone. I didn't oh, okay. Buy this phone. Fine. Okay. Um, and available 403 gigs. So that's I can bad. get by with 256, no problem. Like, yeah. that's that's all I need. That being said, with the new phone being able to take 4K video at like 24 mm-hmm. frames per second, raw, I mean, you know, to people who are into photo and video, that's really tempting. So maybe. Maybe I made a mistake by ordering myself a 256 gig. But I've got so many things coming. I've got a package from Apple, mm-hmm. a media package. I don't know what's in it. Okay. I have no idea what's in this box. And I have the stuff that I've bought. We'll call I you have next to buy week. It. We will call you on the show next week and we'll find out what was in that package. Oh, 100%. I will, I will wait. I, maybe I'll record myself opening that box. Okay, good. But, you know, I have to order. I order variations because, you know, we do things on now with Dave Brown and other shows. Yep. And I want to be able to demonstrate the phones. So I have to do like everybody else. That's why we do this. That's why I buy them. That's why I tell my wife. I said, look, you don't understand this. I have to buy this. It's not that I want to buy it. I would never buy this phone. I would never buy an iPhone. Why would I buy an iPhone? But do you have to necessarily keep it or can you return it? I could return it. I mean, I'll be honest. I've I've got my little 13 mini here. I'm very happy with it. It does the job for me. I don't know if I need How's the battery life, though? Else? Everybody complains about yeah, battery. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't get, I don't have many problems You don't leave that. the house. Yeah, you don't well, leave the no, house. Well, I mean, so the other, the other day, I, I, my mum was in hospital this week, so I was up and down, back and forward. That's the first time the phone really gets a chance to get properly used out in the, in the yeah. wild, right? And I'm using GPS a lot more. I'm using Ira, and that can, that can really beat down on the battery. And I know Sean talks a lot about this with the battery, but he's got a 12 mini. And I don't know what the difference is between the 12 mini and the 13 mini battery, but... I don't really have any problems with the battery. He does. So clearly the battery's improved in there. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, you asked me the question, is it worth the upgrade? I think if you're on a 12 or you're on a yeah, 13, no. yeah. uh, and unless you, the only reason I would say you wouldn't even think about the Pro at this point, and it would only be the Pro, I wouldn't re- recommend anyone on a 12 or a 13 making the leap to the 14 at this stage, unless you really are bothered by cameras. Other than that, I wouldn't bother. If it was the, the Pro you're looking at, I could maybe make the argument there because you get LiDAR and you do get infinitely better cameras. They are better. 
They're just better. Yeah. And even, even for blind people, right? So here's a good example of why it's good. If you use an app like Ira, I always go back to Ira, but in Be My Eyes as well, okay? For balance, we'll say Be My Eyes. For any app like that, the benefit you get is you get a wider field of view on these newer cameras and on the pros yeah. especially. And that can really help an IRA agent see around, see what's going on rather than yeah. having the situation where it's like you can maybe have to see narrow. You means you've got to scan more. They can see more out of the camera. So that's a good reason to get it. Uh, a lot of people are saying, though, and I don't understand this, you'll know better than me, but they were saying that the new cameras are 48 megapixels, but truthfully, that's only 12. Is that right? Is, what does that mean? Is it because of the way the um, camera is used? It's, it's the way the software uses the actual camera itself. It bundles pixels together. Uh, and, and the only way to get f a true 48 megapixel image is to use the single one-time 1X camera camera. Uh, and then you'll get a true 48 megapixel image. But in reality, because of all the stabilization and stuff like that, it does a lot of cropping. There's mm -hmm. a more technical answer for that, by the way, that is probably way more accurate than what I just said. So I apologize. Good to me. But um, yeah, exactly. It sounds good to me. No, um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's... Yeah. I will say as well, just, just on the upgrade front, talking about iOS 16, I'm seeing a lot of blind people complaining at the moment, saying that voiceover is trash on the new iOS 16. Um, really? I, I'm not feeling it. I'm really not. I have I mean, I'm a screen curtain guy. I mean, screen off, using voiceover all the time. And yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I would find, and I think, again, a lot of this is down to um, the new experience. And I don't know if I like this new way they've brought notifications in, because obviously before, you would always have a sense. You, you, you get to know the layout of the phone, and you get to know roughly yeah. where to put your finger so you know where things are at the time or the even where well, the notifications start. You can kind of muscle memory that, right? But of course, now they've moved them so that all the notifications come in at the bottom and it doesn't yeah. read them all. So as I swipe through them, it's not reading them. And what it will say eventually, if you just maybe go, maybe it'll show three, right? It must be bundling them all on top of each other. It maybe shows you three and then it says show all notifications. And you double tap on that and then they all go back into that traditional view. And then you can start at the, at the top and work your way down. It's an extra step, which is a bit of a pain in the neck. Uh, it's not a voiceover issue, though. This is nothing. To, this is not a fault. It's, that's how it's meant to be. And it yeah. just doesn't seem to be uh, appealing to many people. Um, I do think the lock screen's good. I love the widgets on the front. I think those are fantastic, the little lock screen widgets. I'm really loving that because I have the time for Toronto, so I know what time it is, so I can wake you up appropriately. Yeah, me too. I do, I do the exact same thing. I'm, yeah, I'm not in calendar. Toronto, yeah, uh, don't dare, yeah, I know dare you're not Santa Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, well, let's try to save your your blushes there. Um, but yeah, so we've got I've got, uh, I've got you as London. So guess what? There you I go. So what's that tell you? Right? Because um, I tried. I typed in Glasgow. Didn't come up. <laughs> didn't come up. You don't exist. We no. don't exist. It's Dublin or London. I think for some reason over here. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've got the calendar one on there. Um, yeah. Just press record. Fantastic recording notes app. That's now coming oh. up as a lock screen widget. So, so my you wife just hit that and it starts recording? Yep, right from the home screen. That's don't even have great. to go in. Don't even have to unlock the phone. The one thing that drives me oh. absolutely insane at the moment is this, and it started in iOS 15. It must have been an update that came in, I guess, security-based. I don't really understand where it's came from, come from. But this is a, a thing. Now, if I ask to FaceTime you, so I've, I'm out and about, and today I did it, right? I was going to FaceTime you. Yeah. And I had the phone in my pocket. I've got my ear pod in, and I, you know, pushed the little dunk-dunk thing. And it says, what do you want to do? I said, FaceTime Marco Flalo. You need to unlock your iPhone first. Oh. Okay. If I said, call Marco Flalo, it'll call you. I can't FaceTime So you can you. make a phone call, but not a data, not a video FaceTime call. I've got to stop. Call. I've got to pull the phone out. I've got to unlock the phone. Got to get the Face ID but going. On. But I'm guessing you don't have the feature on that unlocks your phone with your Apple Watch, right? Um, well, it's the other way around, isn't it? It's the watch unlocks... Uh, the watch is unlocked by the iPhone. I don't think it's the other way around. I don't think the watch can unlock. Oh, the phone. you know the computer. The computers can computer unlock can do that. IPhone. Yeah, that's right. The watch can unlock the computer. Why don't? Why don't? Yeah. Why wouldn't they do that with the iPhone? It must be that the iPhone, because of the Face ID, perhaps. I don't know. Um, I maybe need to dig around in settings. Maybe something we could do with that and fix that problem because that seems a bit ridiculous. And I thought that there were certain features with Siri. You could yeah. say you can do this without Face ID. You know, allow right. it to happen. Maybe it's an update. Yeah, Maybe but, it's a security update. You've got to change the settings. I don't know. I need to dig in a bit. The um, uh, I'll, I'll shift gears for one second because I want. To, there's so many things I want to talk about. Mm. Um, but my wife sent me this text, and uh, because she handles all our social media, so uh, she blame her for everything that goes on there. I love Wendy. Um, 
you know, we know what's going on, obviously, uh, in your side of the world with all the celebration of the Queen's life and the funeral. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so intriguing to watch. I don't know if it's as intriguing to you because you're there, um, but it's very just I guess because it's such a historical moment. Mm-hmm. And it's in our in our lifetime. This is the first time we've seen a monarch pass away, a monarch die and see what happens and how this all works. And we'll probably see it again in our lifetime because of, you know, Charles's age mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Um, but one of the things, so there's this giant lineup that is spanning past past the River Thames, right? You know, people yep. are lining up to go pay their respects to the Queen. And it's extremely, extremely uh, heartwarming. And But there's a, a, a British scouts. There's about a dozen of them who are going through the line and not only helping people who need to go to the bathroom and come back to their place in line, but they're looking for people with disabilities. Mm. And if they have a disability of some kind, they're giving them this little wristband and they're asking them to go into a different line to help get those people a little bit quicker to pay their respects. And I found that such a great heartwarming kind of accessibility story. Yeah. And I also, I also just find the whole, just everything that's going on, it's so non-political. It's so just, no one cares what your race is or anything. It just, Everybody's just there to pay their respects, and it's just extremely, extremely nice and heartwarming to see amongst all the crap that goes on in the world. I don't know if you watch CNN at all, but oh yeah, you yeah, gotta. Yeah. It's especially it's in the last the couple of days. Fire. Yeah, well, we're still talking about you know the insurrection on January sixth, yeah, yeah. two years ago now. Like just, just get over with life. It's just the arguments I see. So it's nice and refreshing to see that. But I just wanted to bring that up, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with tech. No, but but look, it's real life and it's the, this is a massive event that we will never likely see to this scale again, even with King yeah. Charles now. I mean, even with him, I don't think we'll see quite the outpouring that we're seeing here. This woman was saying he's not as beloved. I, I don't I don't think he is, if I'm honest. I mean, he, he might yeah. be, but I think truthfully, she was, the queen was the monarchy to a lot of people. Yeah. And even people who weren't into the monarchy respected her. Because well, I think it was like she's a grandmother, she, she was, right? She's like yeah, and she'd been she'd been in everyone's lives. Mostly everyone yeah. on the planet knows who she was, yeah. and everybody has been in, you know in some way attached. I my own story, which I only I actually only remembered the other day, was a story. I, remember, and, and I know what you're going to tell me. Gonna say, don't you? So I did yeah, a video yeah. for the RNIB the, in the UK um, for their I think 150th year celebrations, and this video was presented to the Queen to watch. And I don't know what she thought of me, um, but she she said she liked the video, and that, that to me was was brilliant, right? That I got and I got an email from the palace. They actually sent an email saying from Buckingham Palace saying, you know, we loved the video. The Queen was very impressed, and that was lovely. And I was just quite taken by that. Um, but you know, it just this woman was a, was a huge part of everyone's lives, and it was interesting when she lay in state or lay she didn't lie in state, but she she lay in the the St Giles Cathedral, and Charles and the family were standing around the coffin, people were filing through. The general public were just filing through while that yeah. was going on. They were standing at the coffin of their mother and the public were just passing through and it was respectful, it was dignified, yeah. it was a beautiful thing. And you're right, in, in a world where you kind of think that everything's terrible and you yeah. can easily be forgiven for thinking that, you kind of also remember that most people are good. And yeah. they are. And there's a lot of lovely people. And that line, I mean, that, that line has actually been in, uh, quite a, a funny thing because in Britain, queuing is a thing. People, anyone will start a queue no, for anything. I mean, there, there, are people, for fun. there are people who will think, who will be probably standing in that queue right now that will think there's a sale on somewhere. And they're just standing there thinking, well, I don't know what this line's for, but, you know, We're I can't to wait John to see Lewis what the end of it. Be... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's going to be a sale at yeah, the end no of this. Clear. It's going to be amazing. I want a sofa. Um are they but, yeah. funneled through a souvenir shop after they go through? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but I'll tell you what's fascinating about this. This, this queue has an app. It has a tracking system. Um, it has uh, points along the way. It has people. It has toilets on the road. On the route, everything is so... The queue has a life of its own. And oh it snakes God. its way through London. I think five miles was, was a kind of... Uh, I think they said at one I, point... Listen, I remember when we were in miles. London... When we were in London in, in 2017, I remember we actually stayed kind of near the, the Ferris wheel that everybody sees. The oh, London the London Ferris Eye, wheel. yeah. The London Eye, yeah, sorry, that's what it was. We were kind of staying nearby there, and we walked from there everywhere. We walked to uh, Westminster Abbey, to all the way to Buckingham Palace, and and 
that's a long way. That's not a short. That's not a short no. line. So it's uh, it was it was interesting. So it's it's, it's an incredible it's, city though with amazing history. Yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I need it's to go stunning. back. I didn't, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much because we went to it. We only had two days. It was raining. It was the end of yeah, a trip from yeah. uh, from a European trip, and we we're just all kind of tired. I thankfully went to see Metallica, so I was kind of happy. But we didn't <laughs> overall. We didn't. Uh, that's how I plan my travels. By the way, if there's a Metallica concert, you know that somehow I'm going to get there. Yeah. Um. So uh, it, it was it was fun. I need to I need to explore the city a bit more and and. You know, see things like that tour. I gotta play tours sometimes. You gotta really sometimes it's fun to play it's so tours. True. Bus tours, right? I always think to myself, I mean, I yeah. used to travel to London all the time for work. I used to always be in London for work and I would be in and out of there and I'd spend time in the part I was in and I would be fine. I, I, and I you know, I was yeah. among some amazing places. Like normal business trips. You go to beautiful places and yeah. you never see more than that. You never hotel see anything. I, listen, I was in Montreal in two thousand and eight and yeah. I saw the inside of the Palais de Congrès, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. And that was it. And I saw the inside of that. We walked around. There was, I think there was a fountain. There was some water somewhere. Someone was playing Bob Marley. Um, there were things mm. being sold. I walked up and down it, and I left. And that was it. Um, that was the most I saw. I, I mean, it was, a, again, a fantastic place to be, such a beautiful part of the world. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, but anyway, it is incredible. And, of course, the funeral's on Monday. Uh, in the UK, it's a holiday. Uh, well, I say a holiday. I mean, it's it's the, actually, everyone's taking the day in off. In Canada, it's a holiday too. It's a bank holiday. They've declared it a holiday, yeah. a one-time holiday. But of course, in certain provinces, they can they can supersede that. So here in Quebec, you know, our premier was very kind to say people can pay their respects and still go to school and work. Okay, thanks. Fair enough. No comment. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it was, but we'll, well do let's, that let's hold on that. So yeah, let's think. let's take a break. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll we'll talk more. Uh, this is Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay, Marco Fnala, what were you going to say before the break? I cut you off. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, it was actually, I was going to say, I was going to talk about it before we were talking about the Queen... There was something I wanted to bring up. Oh, uh, you're it turning it to Apple? me. Was it... Oh, the dynamic island. Can we talk? Let's oh, go back to iPhone for a yeah, second. Yeah, dynamic island. Um, so I, I had a briefing with Apple on Best Thursday. Jurassic Park. I had a, I had a briefing with <laughs> Apple on Thursday. And um, uh, in this briefing, it's me and a couple other people from the media. You know, they gave us a tour of the iPhone 14 lineup, and they talked about the dynamic island. And I asked the question, thanks to you, I actually said, what, what should I ask? And I asked... How accessible is this dynamic island? How is it going to work with voiceover? And, uh, you know, I have to say that at first he was thought I was talking about voice notes. And then I sat to okay. kind of clarify and, and say what I was talking about. And they don't, there's, there's no answer yet. Um, but I think that by this time uh, next week, we'll have that answer because you'll have had the opportunity to play with it. And it's something that I think it's important. And maybe you should do this on video is you should record yourself the first time you play with it to see what that experience is like yeah. and walk people through how it works so that they get a better idea of whether or not they should get that phone because I think that's an important bit of the accessible story when it comes to the phone. With that notification area now moving to that dynamic island, number one, you talked about muscle memory. That's super important here because mm -hmm. now not only are you going to have notifications at the bottom, but you're going to have to deal with this thing on the top. But how accessible is that? Are things going to start speaking when it happens? Because it seems very alive, like a very, very, almost like an entity in, in the operating system itself. Yeah, I mean, it should work in the same way as the notifications. But the, the problem with the notifications area can be that voiceover focus, which is basically the, you know, when voiceover itself is, it has to focus on something on the screen, right? So an item or an element on the screen, that could be text, it could be a button, it could be a link, it could be whatever. When that box appears at the top of the screen with a notification in it, voiceover goes up there and gets stuck. And you have to kind of, you know, explore by touch, just touch the screen somewhere to come away from it. Uh, it actually holds the notification up as well. So, for example, you might get a notification text and it'll just pop up in a bubble and then go away. But for voiceover users, it'll often stick because voiceover is holding on to it. So I'll be intrigued to see how Dynamic Island plays with that because I don't think we've ever seen anything that physically changes shape whilst in use. Um, that doesn't often, that doesn't sound like it'll play well with voiceover. I do know from reporting from Stephen Aquino 
who writes for Forbes magazine, he's visually impaired himself. Yeah. He's been asking Apple about this, and he says it is accessible. Now, I don't doubt for a second it'll be accessible. I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it is. Of course it's going to work. I'm just curious how that works. That's, that's yeah. what I'm curious about. I remember now what I wanted to talk about. We'll get to that after. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 look, I'm looking forward to the Apple thing. I really am. I mean, I think everyone's looking forward to the October event. And there's two October events, I think, to look out for. Uh, one is another Apple event, but this time focused on Macs. The other is the Pixel event, talking about Pixel 7 and Pixel Watch. I have absolutely no doubt which one you're more excited about. Oh, I'm really excited about the Pixel event. I want to see what's going to be announced there. I'm going to want to yeah, see the right. new device. What? I've got the Pixel 6a here. I'm really enjoying the Pixel 6a as my alternate phone. I'm curious to see the 7. And and you know what? We, we've got an episode coming up of Double Tap TV, which you can find Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV uh, with Christopher Patno, mm. who's the uh, head of accessibility over at Google. And we're going to ask a lot of questions about Android 13. I think it's important to get because there's some there's some controversy about some certain features. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that we want to get him on board. And he, he this is like the second or third time he's back on the show. So at this point, he's a friend, right? We can we can we can just talk honestly with him, right? Do you know what Christopher is is a real friend of the show, and he also will answer the questions that we put to him. So the big controversy okay. at the moment is around TalkBack and Braille. So Braille used to be a separate application. In order for you to work with your Braille display, you would download BrailleBack. And then you would operate, you would connect up your Braille display and you would use it and that was fine. Now they've implemented Braille back into TalkBack itself. So one application, it means it's easier to implement with your Braille display. But the controversy is there is a standard, a protocol called HID, Human Interface Device. Now that's a standard that is applied to pretty much everything that you plug into a computer these days, in particular keyboards. Now, can you imagine, and this is where we're at with, just to give you some, some context to this, that Bluetooth Braille displays will connect fine, but any you yeah. connect via USB are having issues with Google and Android, oh, okay. right? So you imagine a scenario where you've got a keyboard, you can connect it fine via Bluetooth, but you can't plug it in via USB. That's the issue. And well, the we're definitely going to have to ask them about that. And, and, that's, and, we have, and we have asked a question on this episode. We're going to be getting the answer to that. So you, you can absolutely be sure, be assured that we've asked that question. We ask the tough questions here, right? I mean, yeah, we're all friendly, but... Got to ask the tough questions. And Christopher is happy to answer it. So I'll be intrigued to hear people's reaction to his answers. So listen out for that on our future Double Tap, as you say, on our future Double Tap TV. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I just mentioned, uh, just something that came to my mind I wanted to mention because my, my wife was, um, I decided to upgrade her. I had an iPhone 13 Pro Max and I thought, well, I'm getting the, 13, uh, the 14 Pro. I don't really okay. need the Max. Uh, she uses the screen. She still, you know, she... It gets the text size up to as fat, basically as big as it'll go. And I thought this would yeah. be a much better screen for her. She's going to love this. So I took her iPhone 12 and I upgraded her to the 13 Pro Max. And the interesting thing was I did it via the usual way, right? So I, I reset my 13 Pro Max. I, you know, did that quick setup or the quick startup where you basically hold the phone close to the other one and then they can yes. connect up. It then says, and I've never seen this before, it came up with a message that said, we noticed that you've got SIM card with this number inside this iPhone 12. Would you like to move it here as an eSIM onto this device? Oh, really? Like a, you got a physical that. SIM card? So there's a physical SIM in the iPhone 12, and it says, do you want to just move it over here as an eSIM? And then once you've done it, you can throw the SIM away. And I'm like, yeah, let's do That's it. That's cool. Well, but see, it. here's the interesting. I have two. I've got a physical SIM on my phone. And an eSIM is a second backup number. Mm -hmm. I'm curious that, yeah. to see how that's going to react. Mm. Well, th this is the thing. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you can have two eSIMs. I don't know. You can. Can you? you? Know, there's dual, dual eSIM compatible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Wow. Right, and this makes sense because the new iPhone 14 in the US, at least, to start, has removed the SIM tray entirely. Yeah. And that's going to make a lot of room in the device. It's going to actually free up some space for more battery life and more battery power. So we're, I'm curious to see how that works and to see... I, that process, let them be the guinea pigs before they bring it elsewhere. But uh, that's going to be interesting, especially when you have dual eSIMs. Can I tell you that that is the most accessible way I've ever transferred a SIM in my life? Trying to I'm get sure. a SIM card out of a phone. I mean, first off, you've got to find oh. a little hole to poke the thing in. Now, you've got full sight, and I bet you struggle, right? 
I, you I, know what? I did this last night. My son broke the lens on his, one of his cameras on his iPhone. I don't know how. <laughs> and I have to bring it to be fixed. Literally, when we were done recording today, I am going to get this camera fixed for $110. Apple wanted to replace the whole phone for $700. Cool, so $110, uh, authorized repair. But I had to take a SIM card out and put it in, uh, I put it in like a TCL phone. Yeah. And I dropped it so many times with my little stubby fingers. I couldn't get it in the right direction. It was horrible. Next time, blindfold yourself and try it. It's hilarious. Oh my god! It's just because you're trying to get the whole, the thing, the pin. You got to get the pin in the hole, and then you know it's funny, right? It's not so bad on an iPhone, but on other phones, like for example Samsung's, they have lots of holes. I mean this in the nicest way, yes. but they've got lots of holes, <laughs> and you know you're sticking the thing in, and it's doing nothing. Um, it's a tragedy, this really. Is the- Dirtiest we've ever gotten just, on this show. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm talking about SIM cards here. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, this the process moving across was simple, and you know, I just loved the fact that I, I've never really delved into the whole eSIM thing, but the amount of information, the amount of control you have, you know, if you've got two SIMs in there, one could be for mobile data, one could be for you know calls only, and I know people might use it different ways. Like some people might have a business number and a home number. I, I just, yeah. I, I'm going to get into this more, I think, because I, and I didn't realize you could do dual eSIM. I will be definitely doing that because um, it means I can have one phone, two SIMs. Really simple. But it was a really accessible process of switching the whole thing. This is what I love about Apple. I know people say, you know, he's a big Apple fanboy, but I just love the fact that everything is going to be accessible. Not, yeah. not, I'm never saying Apple's perfect. I will never say that because it isn't. Trust me, voiceover is a little bit of a dumpster fire at the moment, but it's, It'll get there. It'll get fixed. We just have to keep feeding back and we have to, you know, wait for the updates to come. Um, but I'm staying with it because, you know what, it works. And yes, I may have bought something else, which I know you're going to ridicule me for later. Let's see if we even get to that because I've, I've yeah. got to talk about, about something I have mentioned because, it on the show. Um, People know. People know. But I don't want know. to talk about it. Okay. It upsets me. Most people who know the you know listen to the show know that I, I'm a home kit guy. Like I love mm. home kit accessories, smart home accessories. I go a little crazy. My shower is smart. My toilet is smart. Um, my blinds are smart. Um, so, so I want to talk about two things here. Number one, Lutron, whose switches I use throughout my entire home, and I have for many many years because their hub is HomeKit compatible. So you just add switches and it's all all available in HomeKit. They've just released a new version of their dimmer so they used to have a dimmer that had a button on the top to you know to dim up a button on the top to dim down and then two little buttons in the middle to go incrementally not terribly accessible when you're trying to figure out what you're doing with the switch of course you can control it with an app that's great they've got a new dimmer called the diva smart dimmer and what it is it's a physical switch so you feel like a regular up and down light switch that toggles it doesn't stay in the up or down position it always returns to the middle which is cool it makes it like a soft button but it's got a little little knob not even knob it's like a little square kind of divot on the right side of the switch that allows you to when the light is on to control the dimming so you move up you move down and it controls the dimming so you just turn the light switch on and off with the on off button and then you control it with the dimmer why i find this exciting especially on the accessibility side is it's also tactile you know Mm. and they've added some really bright leds under the dimmer so if you do have a little bit of vision you'll be able to see from you know from a glance when you're close to it what position you're in which is really really cool now it's not motorized but the cool thing is it does remember where you were before with the old dimmers you weren't able to turn it back on and have it stay at the same dim so if it was like 50 percent, you turned it off you'd have to turn it back on and dim it back down with this one it remembers where it is so when i was talking to lutron about this before it launched i'm like you you guys realize this is extremely accessible this is actually really cool and it's a it's a great improvement they're like we didn't even think of that i'm like well this is why i'm here asking the tough questions Mm -hmm. and and so so that's available now it's like 59 dollars. a great a great option for all all fun stuff in your house but i follow this guy on instagram his name is shane watley and what he does is he does a lot of home kit stuff and he threw up i think it was a short or a reel on, on instagram and he talked about this these seven engineers at duke university who are creating this node it looks like almost like a smoke detector, a small round cube, a uh, round cube. Wow. Great, Mark. Uh, a small round circle. <laughs> That's good. I, think that I, would uses, say. I know that uses um, a Bluetooth, low energy and ultra wide technology. And what it does, you place these around your house and it actually detects your physical presence in your home. So it allows you to create almost a virtual map of your house. And what is this good for? So you can now 
based on proximity. Use an app and say, okay, when I am at this point with this device, turn on this device. So you can actually make it so as you walk through your home, lights turn on while you come near and they turn off while you walk away. Literally can actually use your physical placement in your home to turn on or off smart devices. When I saw this, I'm like, I have to find these people because the accessibility implications here are insane. Can you imagine if you can program your whole house based on your Apple Watch, you know, what has, yeah. which has, you know, ultra ultra wideband to be able to, as you walk into a room, the light turns on, the coffee machine starts if it's within this ter- period of time. Like, I mean, you can go so 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 specific in terms of your commands you can make it as i walk towards the front door open the vestibule light and unlock the front door when i walk into the kitchen between 6 a.m and 6 15 turn my coffee machine on like this so cool so cool that i'm excited about so uh i'm all into the home kit stuff i know you are too Oh, well, I am. And like you say, you know, because it's, it's using all of the power of apple to do that and all of the technology within our devices to do that I think proximity is great because I'm a big fan of the motion sensors, which is kind of the cheap way of doing this. But, you know, motion sensors have got limitations and they certainly don't, they only know you're there and that's it. So they know you've walked into the space. They don't know when you've left the space and they're on a timer usually. So five, 10 minutes, you might have your lights on. If you're standing in that space, I mean, a classic example for us, uh, it only happened around the holidays when you would be wrapping presents and we'd be sitting in the hall, the lights would turn on, and then you've 10 minutes later, you'd have to start waving your hands around because otherwise they would all just start going off. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that's the problem, right? You want it to know you're there. That That's the best solution for motion detection is for it to know you're there and to know when you leave as opposed to almost that's like it, it can yeah. sense your presence. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Although in saying that, if you're scared of ghosts and it goes off in the middle of the night, that could be uh, quite terrifying. <laughs> or a mouse runs through your house and yeah, triggers exactly. it or someone steals your Apple Watch. Well, Where's my Apple Watch? And you see lights going on and off throughout the house and just going, absolutely. That'll oh, remind you to take the fit wow. off the dog. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I did buy myself a MacBook Pro. Uh, not my MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air with M2. Um, what? I did. No, I know, no, 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 no. I know, I know. Well, you swore off M2 like two weeks ago. I thought this would take at least a couple of months. I know. It it's was, amazing. It was isn't Amazon's it? fault. It, well, do you know something? I haven't even turned it on yet. That's how bad I am. This this what? week's been crazy. This but you felt the weight. Week. Oh, you uh, felt honestly, the form factor, right? This thing is stunning. It is stunning. It is possibly the best design. I mean, I must admit, when I first tried it in the Apple Store, I was kind of hmm. Uh, but now I've got it, and I got it in Starlight. I've got no idea what color that is, but my wife so tells me it looks dark, nice. Is Starlight, the dark color. I don't know. Is that is that the color they said don't get because it scratches so that, easily? No, that's midnight. Do not get midnight. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, midnight. Okay. Don't get that one. The starlight, I think, is like they take they take on silver. It's like a bluish silver kind of. Okay. Kind of thing All right. There. It looks it looks. I don't know what it looks like to me, but it looks nice anyway. And um, oh, it's just it's a stunning machine. Everything about it, and that is going to be my. You know, the thing is, I quite like the light color because then it'll show off more when I'm out and about. Be like, hey, look at this! Yeah. I've got one of those. And then when someone wants to steal it, they'll obviously be able to find it easier. All visually impaired so, thieves will be able to find it. Now I know we're expecting a we're expecting an October event from Apple, mm. where I think we're expecting Macs and iPads. Maybe I don't remember which. Uh, iPads probably not really iPads. Coming. No, I don't think iPads at this stage. Yeah. It will be Mac, but it's got to be the Mac Pro. Well, I would think be. Mac Pro and and MacBook updates. I think we're going to see updates to the MacBook Pros. There's also rumors of Mac Mini getting an update as well. Maybe even a new oh, design. I'm not entirely convinced about that, but there's yeah, a lot of suggestions of a new. Good. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It well, could do. Got... It could do with more ports. I think this is the one thing. So the M1 Mac, and you can tell me if this if this is true or not, but the M1, all M1s at the minute can only handle two monitors. So if well, it's an iMac, only, so here's the thing. Plus one, they can only handle two Thunderbolt three ports. Yeah. There's a bandwidth issue there, which allows only they can only handle two. And and yeah, there's a limitation on how many external monitors. The M2 or the Pros and Ultras allow you to have more. I think there's more, right. more Thunderbolt processing on there. So okay. there is some technicalities there. I got an invitation, from, I'm not going to name the company, but for a uh, a private briefing about Macs, Mac accessories, mm-hmm. um, next week, the 21st. So I, I won't mention what company it is, uh, and I won't mention the details once I find out about them. But I found it interesting that a company was going to talk about Mac accessories in September before mm. an Apple event. So I'm wondering if that will give me any glimpse or if we might see some stuff come from Apple 
by press release. Yeah, well, before even an October event, it wouldn't surprise me if they updated the MacBook Pros like that, because there's not there's not going to be a new form factor to the MacBook Pros. It's just going to be a processor bump. Um, I mean, you're going to get an M2, isn't it? It's going to be M2 inside the MacBook Pro. Oh, you think they but might wouldn't have it be, wouldn't, that? It be M, wouldn't be M2 Pro, M2 Max, yeah. M2 Ultra type thing? So that and wasn't like that unveiled? Was that unveiled in an October event? That was unveiled in an October yeah. event. And that's where we saw the Mac Studio for the first time. So I don't, I don't know. Do you it's think there's, do you think there's a need for a Mac Pro, considering the Mac Studio and what it's capable of uh, already? Do you? Think I think there is a an extremely high end need. I think I think when you when you think about movie studios and animation studios that are rendering insane amounts of content on a daily basis, mm. there is a case for a modular Mac Pro that can handle some external stuff. That being said, I know you have been playing with an external PCI closure mm. yeah. for yours. And has, has that worked out so far or not yet? No. Well, it has okay. worked in the sense... Well, it worked in the sense that the enclosure works. It's what I plugged into the enclosure that had the problem. Um, the, gotcha. the, the solution is, is in a box over there somewhere, uh, which will hopefully be better. That will allow you're, me to, to not, get more You stuff. really need to start opening some boxes. I need time. Yeah. I need to go off the show for We've got... Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got like seven minutes left. Do you want to, do you want to take some time <laughs> just get, to just get started? Yeah. I'll get that Mac set up. We'll get this thing set up. I know it's ridiculous. I've got a Google Pixel uh, 6a sitting over there. I haven't even opened it out of the box yet. Yeah. What? I know it's That's ridiculous. A great, you, have to, you have to update that to Android 13. And have they sent you Pixel Buds, the new headphones? No, they said they had none in stock. That's just typical, isn't it? But what? they will send. I know. It's just a disgrace. Oh, my God. The UK don't God, care. Everyone's grieving. So Everyone's mourning. That's the problem. Everyone's crying. And no one's got time for anything. That is so absolutely unfortunate. But okay, you know I'm what? done. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I'm kind of intrigued by this Pixel Watch that app that Google are going to bring out later this yeah. uh, or next month because um, I just I, I guess I'm intrigued to know what power they've got in there. Now I did, and this is funnily enough, this is one of the questions I wanted to put to Christopher Patton. I wanted to ask him about accessibility. They did not want to talk about the Pixel Watch at all. I mean, he's he's like, I don't want to well, talk about it. I, th I think it's, is it because it's not really been unveiled it's entirely? Not yeah, it's not out. And he says, once it's out, we'll get someone on. And we have been promised we'll be getting someone on from the team who've developed the accessibility specifically for that Pixel Watch. So that's good. I'm looking forward to that. But he wouldn't talk about it at all beforehand. I was like, he can get me a spec sheet or something, but I guess there's nothing out. So there's no knowledge. Well, he yet. has. A, they got to control. They got to control leaks and stuff like that. I mean, I can. I can. Imagine. Yeah, they got to control leaks as opposed to just having him come on and just give us all the information. We just tell us for. everything. Just we earlier tell this anyone. week on Double Tap. <laughs> <laughs> no one. No one's. You guys aren't listening. No, no guys, one's listening. everybody, block just your ears for a moment. You're not listening. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll tell our entire audience. Just don't watch this part, okay? So here's a question for you, and this is just to wrap yeah. up. For Sean, our little Sean, of his shed. What should he buy to sort out his power problems? How can we solve it that his shed does but what not was, burn to the Do we ground? know what his power problem was? Yeah, because he had plugged so many power bars into each other. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one, he's got another, he's got another, and then um, another. I would, I would start by getting an electrician there. Yeah. <laughs> and adding some more plugs and making yep. sure that it can handle the amperage that it's pulling. What do you think about these smart power strips? You get TP Link do them. There's a couple of others. There's lots of them online. But the, with dodgy the, names. the only thing, but the only thing they are meant to do is a give you individual control of the plugs. Mm. Number one, that's the I think feature number one. Number two is they help you determine your power consumption. Yeah, which is they useful. Don't, yeah. they, don't, they might be surge protecting, so they'll protect some equipment. But at the end of the day, I know what he's got going in that room, and he he probably needs an electrician to come in there and just. Add him some more plugs, maybe run a better, maybe a higher amperage circuit or something to the shed yeah. that makes sure he can plug things in properly or get a, a proper single really long power strip, pop it underneath the desk. One of those ones that has like 15 outlets. Yeah. So at least it's not one and one and one and one and one because you're looking at surge protection and surge protection and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the best. And I would also get some kind of UPS in there, just a battery backup so that when it does go down, if something happens, he can have enough time to, with the monitor on and the computer on, to gracefully shut things down so that it doesn't 
get just immediately turned off. And you know, when we yeah. had our power incident, I had to deal with that. So I, I remember when the UPS thing was kind of like a it was a business thing, right? You would get the UPS in, you get the uninterruptible power supply, you would use it in a business, but in home, you didn't really have the use. I think these days. I don't know what, what it's like in Canada. I know you've talked about it a, a couple of times where you've had power outages. And I'm starting to notice there's more power fluctuations going on here than yeah. there ever was before. And that's and that and they do protect for that too. They mm. do protect for spikes and but a lot of power bars will do that too. Mm. They'll 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 protect your devices from surges. But a lot of people I know out go go to like, you know, the office supply stores, they'll buy uh, a small UPS for a couple hundred dollars that not aren't necessarily for their computer, but they'll plug their router into it and yep. they'll plug wireless, uh, their modem and just to keep internet going so that when the power does go out, they still have access to the outside world. And that's important with things like voice over IP and stuff like that, that people use. Well, that's right. I mean, look at, I mean, in the UK, I don't know, again, in Canada, what it's, what it's like, but I know here they're moving away from the landline and everything's voice over IP. So oh, yeah. the, the old copper lines, they're going and instead, it's now voice over IP. And the problem there is that when it gets to uh, you know, a situation where the power goes, so does your phone line. And I guess it's because they think most people have mobile phones, so it's not really a problem. But you know, a lot of people don't, right? And there's a lot of, I know we, we've had many calls and emails about this over the years. You know, people saying, look, I'm, my mother's blind. She you know, is at home. She relies on her landline phone, and that power goes. And, and it's not even just that. Some people, they have these... Um, they wear these little um, little buttons, you know, that they wear around their neck. It's an emergency, fall and I can't get up type thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those all require internet. So yeah, what do you, you know, do when the power um, goes out, right? Listen, the most important takeaway I have from this week's show, Stephen, is something that just came up on my phone. It's a very important uh, BBC News watch. It says, David Beckham turns to crisps and donuts to keep him going in his wait to see the Queen lying in state. So that, no matter me, how much brilliant. money you have and what kind of celebrity you are, you eat crisps and donuts and stand in line. I'm all for it. And I think that's what I may do just for the queen, just to, to you know, say thank you, ma'am, for everything. Let's have a crisp and a donut on you. <laughs> From Tim Hortons, obviously. <laughs> Where else? Uh, well, of listen, course. <laughs> that is it for us. Uh, we're back on Monday. Uh, Sean and I are here on Monday. And, of course, uh, we're here all week as well. So keep your feedback coming. Feedback at ami.ca. Call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Thank you, Mark. Have a great week. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.